And now, the starting lineup for your daily dribble. He goes fat lamb harder in the paint each and every week. Go ahead and give it up for Liam Hancock. He's got a 98% laugh rate. Easily the most humble member of this lineup. And he's not too bad on the eye either. It's Roe Hancock. And as always, he calls the shots and he hits the shots. A man affectionately referred to as Diesel, your host, Nick Zamet. Welcome back to the Daily Dribble Podcast, guys. We are back in action after a little week-long hiatus. Um, as always, I'm your host, Nick Zamet, and I am once again joined by my two co-hosts here. What's going on, guys? Liam here. Yeah, g'day, guys. It's right here. How's, how it's good to be back, isn't it? Yeah. Well, not only are we back, we've got some positive news throughout the week, which we'll talk about throughout the podcast. Do we? The bowl is back. The bowl is back. Oh, sorry, I, I, I you <laughs> let me astray there. I was wondering where you were going with that. Um, ball is back. We will get into that shortly. Um, before we do, guys, make sure to, as you have been during our, our little hiatus, stay involved with our socials, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, at The Daily Dribble. Um, keep dropping them five-star rating and reviews. And, uh, yeah, I think that's it. I'm I'm just excited to be here, guys. It's, yeah, um, it feels good after, after a week off. We had a bit of a mishap last week, didn't we? Um, yeah. We did for all of you guys out there. We use a, um, a program called Audacity to record our podcast. Um, and this was the second time we've encountered this issue. We recorded the podcast. Everything went smoothly. Um, and then as we kind of, I guess, went to upload it, we just lost everything. Uh, so it was pretty disappointing. As I said in our socials, a post we made during the week, it's a shame because we were all really happy with this one. Yeah, it was a good um, one. So, but nevertheless, we'll press on and hopefully resurrect or resurrect the podcast to a certain extent, won't we? Wouldn't Absolutely. wouldn't recommend the the um the side unless they want to sponsor us. In that case, I would recommend them. <laughs> they're not going to want to now. We've just bashed them on yeah. the well, they're, pretty, they're not. They're not great. Um. So yeah, as we said, guys, we'll have some odds and ends recap the news from throughout the week. We'll then just go over and explain the new, I guess, playoff format and how the season will look when it resumes. And then we'll end with Entertainment Weekly. Uh, before we get into that, though, just quickly, uh, I'm no... Um, for, for I guess everybody out there knows what's been happening in the US over the last week in regards to the, uh, the tragic passing, I guess, the murdering of George Floyd and the riots that have, I guess, come with this. Um, we're no... We're here in Tasmania, kind of sheltered from it all, but um, we'd just like to, I guess, pass on our condolences to George Floyd's immediate family and friends, mm. and I guess our kind of thoughts and prayers with the US as a whole. Yeah, um, It's horrible that this has eventuated, but hopefully it's a bit of a catalyst for change in the US. Uh, something needs to be done, and, it, and it's so, I guess, great to see some of these high-profile athletes, LeBron um, and co alike, I guess, kind of hoping, I guess, making a stand. Um, so, yeah, I won't go into it too much, but it is a huge, I guess what we're talking about is really non-significant in yeah. the grand scheme of things. But mm. um, Just wanted to address it. Wanted um, to address it. Wanted to, you know, I guess, let people know that we are on board with what's going on. The whole looting aspect and everything, 
not so much, but what they are standing for, a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, and yeah, hopefully this is a significant moment in history that really, I guess, turns the country around because it it has been going on for centuries. Yeah, for too long. Yeah, it's time things change in the US. Yep, I echo that. Uh, I guess we'll we'll use now the the next hour or so to uh, hopefully take your mind off that, guys, and share some positive news. Yeah. We'll kick off with odds and ends, and here's a little one we've spoken about in the last few weeks, the new, I guess, G League Elite Pro Team that's going to be coming to fruition very soon. Uh, They've now got a head coach, that of Brian Shaw, a former player in the league, the mm-hmm. 1988 24th pick. Uh, he was picked up by Boston, went on to play for the Celtics, Heat, Magic, Warriors, Blazers, Lakers, 76ers. So a hell of a career there, retired in 2003, and then went on to a couple of assistant coaching roles with the Lakers and Pacers before landing the head coach role of the Nuggets mm-hmm. during the between 2013-2015. So pretty high caliber coach to yeah, huge acquisition yeah. for this team and uh, yeah things are plodding along quite nicely for this elite team. Mm, sounds it. So yeah, Brian Shaw, I think I think he's the right man for the job. It's good they've got a coach who's very experienced, very experienced not only from a coaching side but also a playing side. I yeah. think yeah. he'll really be able to nurture these younger players and uh, yeah should put them in pretty good stead for their upcoming. I guess transition into the mm-hmm. semi pro well, like into the pros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of the um, what's going on in the US right now, um, I just wanted to address that uh, Michael Jordan and the Jordan brand in general will be um, donating a hundred million over the next ten years to support uh, racial equality and social justice. So, when you think of that, that is massive, That's huge, isn't it? That That's is ten mil a year. Yeah. It's an incredible amount of money, and it's, I guess, it's awesome to see, as we just said, like LeBron using, I guess, his social media and kind of position in society for good. Likewise, Michael Jordan is not only using his status but also his money. Yeah. Mm. Um, and it's incredible the difference a hundred million will make. So, yeah, it's really, really good from Michael Jordan on that front. I like how he's made the donation over a period of ten years. Yeah, it's a it's a continual income of of money towards the I guess to the, the cause, cause yeah. over a long period of time. So yeah, um, I was happy to hear that news. That's for sure. Uh, in other news, on a little bit closer to home, last week Australian, well Australian legend, NBA legend Andrew Bogut. He stepped away from his contract with the Sydney Kings. Mm, yeah. um, he's kind of follows on from a couple of the higher name players that we've mentioned, Bryce Cotton, Casper Ware, etc. Um, just to, due to uncertainty in the league. Uh, he's currently 35 years old, but he's not ruling out the, uh, during an interview in the week, ruling out the possibility of a return to either the NBL or NBA, mm. um, as well as a potential 2021 Olympics appearance. Right. What um, would be the most likely scenario, do you reckon, from Andrew Bogut? Probably NBL. I couldn't see him going back to the... Oh, well, well, you go, yeah. Well, no, I was going to say, he spoke about <laughs> before the coronavirus situation. Wait a minute, wait a Spoke about how he had been in contact with NBA teams just before the virus shut down, and they were, there were quite a few teams looking to get him back. Mm. Um, I think it'd be well worth even a team like a Boston, mm. like a good backup centre... Doesn't have to play a whole heap of minutes, 
but can provide a bit of experience and nurture players like Tatum and Brown. Yeah. Um, I think that would be an ideal position for him. And, yeah, I'd love to see him have another chance in the uh, in the big smoke. And yeah. when you think about it, they're only going to be bringing him in for the, his defensive ability, aren't they? Like, he's been renowned his whole career for being, um, you know, above average rebounder and um, shot blocker, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, um, I'm sure... I'm sure there'd be a few NBA teams who wouldn't rule out, um, you know, signing him on a on a short, low risk contract. Mm, I guess absolutely. So uh, how about this? Um, the NBA is considering using 2K crowd noises um, during the regular season, the playoffs, to improve the quality of games. I don't know if that'd mm. be the case, but hopefully they cut out the. Get on Che. Don't let Che shoot. <laughs> che shoot. What, what's his nickname? It, che. No, but isn't there... He gets called something. There. Oh, no, you can change it yeah, to you have your own nickname, it, yeah. don't you? Hmm. But uh, still, that's a bit weird, I think. Yeah, I, I, not a huge fan of that, in all honesty with you. I think it's good for the fact that there will there needs to be some noise. Um, we'll talk about this a little bit later on in the upcoming segment, but I, I do have an idea that I'd like to run past you guys for how to enhance... The audience experience. Mm. Yep. Um, save it, save it. I'll save it, but yeah, some 2K sounds. That would uh, it'd be weird, wouldn't it? Mm. Yeah, weird. I don't know about that. Um, so now, I guess, with the... I guess how the new format's been outlined for the finals, we'll touch on that in a moment. Um, it's now come to light that Vince Carter mm. has officially, yeah, that's officially put the nail in the coffin the final game he has played um, against the Knicks. That's that's career over for Vince. Um, it's been a hell of a career, as we said. He's the only player to play across four decades. Mm. Uh, Twenty-two year career, just a phenomenal, not only icon of dunking but of the league in general. And yeah, it could well be worth. I guess down the line, we've still got a bit of time till ball resumes. Doing a bit of a recap on his career, yeah. but mm. um, I did see on Instagram that um, last shot he took. Um, for Atlanta and for his career. Incredible. And while it was um, a sad way to go out because of the virus and all, it's a pretty, it's a, also a pretty good way to make that last three. We spoke about how horrible would it have been if he had to miss that. Yeah. yeah. But that's what the greats do, don't they? They, yeah, they, they rise under pressure. Have any exactly. of you guys seen the documentary about Vince Carter on Netflix? I think, it's called, Netflix. There was I think one. it's called The Carter Effect or something along those lines. It's basically outlining how he changed the culture in Toronto yeah. when his career began. I haven't um, seen that. So Is that new? It's been on there for a little while, but it, it might be worth the watch um, to relive, especially some of Vince's um, early days in the in the league when he was doing, you know, 360 under the leg mm. crazy dunks. It's, yeah, worth a watch, I reckon. But just that whole idea of the, the only player to play across four decades. Four decades that yeah. that hurts my head. That's incredible, yeah. isn't it? He's got to experience so like so many, I guess, passings of the torch from Jordan to Kobe, Kobe to LeBron, uh, and just play with so many or play with and against so many incredible players. Yep. Yep. Um in mm. other news, here's a little quote that I'm sure you fellas will, will like. Uh, coming from Denver's president oh, God, of basketball yeah, operations, it. Tim Conley. Yeah. And I quote, Nikola Jokic is beach ready. He has abs. I saw this throughout the week and I'm struggling to picture it in all honesty, but... Fake news. Just Fake news, you reckon? Uh, the big Jokic, Jokic not beach ready? is uh, incapable of acquiring abs in general. It's just... 
It's like no. Yoke is Yoke. We're, we're used to the dad bod, aren't we? Of it's Nicole iconic Yoke. with him, isn't yeah. it? Yoke having abs is like the Jewish having Christmas. It just <laughs> doesn't happen. <laughs> Happy straight off the dome, boys. That one's straight off the noodle. Jeepers creepers. Oh, well, I think that's I guess... not right. that's not bad. No, no, not at all, mate. It's um good one. It's a good one indeed. <laughs> Throw that to the audience. Are you happy with that call from Lee? Or... Um, well, here's a question though. So he might not be beach ready as such, but do you reckon he's playoff ready? Do you reckon it? Like, do you think some players will undoubtedly let themselves go to a certain extent? Do you think the the big yoker, do you reckon he'll be... Uh... By the sounds of it, he sounds like he's um, obviously working out. I think in the regular season, he was also playoff ready. And um, if, yeah, I think he is. He was going to be ready regardless of whether he had abs or not. He's one of the one of the one of these players who I think comes into playoffs and doesn't let the big stage overroar him, I guess. The old chunky monkey. I yes. hope he doesn't lose too much weight because I feel like that... I do say he's fat a lot and stuff, and he's an oaf and stuff, but <laughs> the the bulkiness oh. of him does um, benefit him and his play style, I feel. He's one player I'd love to down the line. We need to get in contact with, get onto his manager agent or something of the kind and get him on. Jesus. Imagine the chat would have with Oh, him. God, I'd be like, oh, I'm your biggest fan. <laughs> Bum liquor. Um, and finally, another news that, well, from, finally from me, do you guys have any others? No, no this... This will cap us off. Uh, KD has come out now that the announcement of the league returning, and he has ruled out a return. Yeah. So we won't be seeing KD uh, in the postseason. Yeah. And I think that probably effectively, not I guess, ends the Nets to a certain extent there. Oh, I guess, it does. For it the does. fans, yeah. holding on to a little bit of hope that a Kyrie-KD tandem could, uh, I guess, elevate them into a potential finals position. Mm. But... Yeah. I, I mean, these these rumours had been going on for months. No matter which manager of the Nets had said he's not coming back for this season, but it's good he's just put his foot in and said, said it straight up. Absolutely. Hmm. Um, yeah, so, well, here we go, guys. It's We've finally got confirmation during the week that we do have basketball returning. It's been too long. Now, there's a little bit to go through here um, in regards to dates, and I guess the format. Mm, yeah. So what we'll do, we'll run through it, and then we'll just I guess express our feelings on it. And yeah. Would love to out there, guys. We'll you know give give as many facts as possible, but would love to out there hear what you guys think of the format. Whether you think it's going to be a, uh, a hit or a miss. Hit or a miss, absolutely. Mm. So, as we all I guess suspected, we've spoken about it's going to be based in Orlando at Disney World. There. Yep. Uh, Twenty-two teams will be heading to Florida. Now, we, it was kind of thought maybe 24, then they thought 16, the initial, but we've gone with 22. We've got 13 teams from the West, 9 teams from the East. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that, in the 9 teams from the East, we've got the initial top 8 plus the Wizards. Yeah. yeah happy <laughs> about that, Lee? Yeah, happy about it. A That's little a uh, charity <laughs> case. And then the 13 from the West, we've got the initial top 8 seeds, as well as the Blazers, Pelicans, Spurs, Kings, and Suns. Yeah. Now... How it's going to work, training camps are going to kick off uh, from around July 9th to July 11th. Um, some reports have said June 29th, so that's all pretty in the air. But So they'll be resuming quite soon, the training camps. The season's slated to start on the 31st of July. And how it's going to work from there, each team will have eight regular season games. 
and then a potential play-in tournament. So all teams, eight games. From the here with the play-on tournament, it's kind of subjective to result if it happens or not. So um, the conferences are still intact, and how it'll work, if the ninth seed is more than four games back of the eighth seed, the eighth seed's automatically in, yeah. and that's it. No playing tournament necessary. If the ninth seed is within four games, we get a plane. Um, and how it works with that plane, eighth versus ninth, if the eighth seeded team wins one game, like the initial game, mm. the ninth seed's out. Like it's one and done. Okay. If the ninth seed team win the first game, uh, they get a, another chance. They've got to, They've effectively got to win two games. Yeah. Two games in a row, otherwise they're out. Um, and so that's, I guess the the big, I guess change. Mm. Uh, we've also got some other dates that have come to light. So the the seasonal run between the thirty first of July and the twelfth of October. Uh, the draft lottery will be held on the twenty fifth of August. The NBA draft will be three days after the conclusion of the season on October the 15th. Uh, free agency on October the 18th. And then the, the 2021 season is scheduled to start on the 1st of December. Oh, didn't so even hear about that. <laughs> there were th- yeah, thoughts of Christmas Day, but it's now at the, uh, the start of December. And I hope they keep that... Um while we're on the topic of that, I hope they keep that. Um, you like that that later start? Well, we've talked about it clashes with what the NFL is it. Um, yeah, the yeah, NFL. So that'd be, I think that'd be beneficial. So how do we feel about that? So we'll run through this first before we give some more details. The whole idea of the playing tournament, I get, well, the potential playing tournament taking twenty-two teams to Orlando. Mm. How do you guys feel on that? Well, I think um, I just want to premise that. It's the season isn't necessarily returning; it's um, restarting, yeah. isn't it? Uh, mm. And that that was the main thing that stood out to me um, when the season restarts. Um, it's the the teams that are in the positions now um, aren't going to be there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Or are they yeah. going to be to it? To an extent. So the teams that aren't in the 22... No, the teams that are like Milwaukee are first, yep. obviously. That's not going to be the case. It's restarting. No, no, no. It's all, it? all as is. So all the oh, standings okay, remain okay. the same. So that that's how to work with this plane. So at the minute, um, say in the West, you've got Memphis who are... They're three and a half games ahead of Portland, um, the Pelicans. How to work in that regard if the... I guess, say, Portland who are currently ninth, if they stay within four games back... They get a playing chance. Yeah. Um, but the standings at the minute remain the oh, same. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's a bit so I, I should have, no, should have uh, mentioned that. So we are, what, we are just picking up where we left off. In terms of intensity, watch these. Like, how many games to finish the season? Was there uh, eight. eight games each? Watch these teams who are currently sitting outside the eight and maybe just inside the eight, holding on to that playoff spot. It's going to be. It's going to be playoff-like intensity, really. All these teams vying for that, and only having eight games to, you know, elevate themselves into a position to actually make the playoffs. Um, there's going to be it's going to be high intensity for the rest of the season. So as I just touched on, we got thirteen teams in the West. Um, so the Suns are six games back. They're probably. I don't even know out. why they were let in, to be honest. It, it really, it feels like it's for that eighth seed. It's between Memphis, Portland, Pelicans, and the Kings and Spurs are in and around yet. 
I wouldn't even say the Kings or the Spurs. No, really. like so. But here's here's the intriguing part of this kind of battle. Uh, Memphis have the toughest schedule remaining, and mm. the Pelicans have the easiest schedule remaining. Mm. So mm. three and a half games back. Currently, the Spurs and Pelicans are tied on being twenty one and a half games behind uh, the Lakers, yet only three and a half games each behind the Grizzlies. So, yeah, they're they're pretty neck and neck at this stage. Mm. Um, in the West, in the East, should I say though? So it's it's the top eight plus the Wizards. Um, you're no doubt happy about that, late. I'm definitely happy. Yeah. But they're so at the at this I guess current point in time, they're currently five and a half games back yeah. of Orlando. Was it? Do you give them a chance to rein in? So that four? that means Wizards would practically have to win out of eight probably five at least and then orlando or brooklyn would have to lose a fair couple wouldn't they they would so they're really in the east it seems pretty wrapped up yeah you know a pretty that's the dramatic turnaround yeah um but the west so so do you i guess coming back do you like the idea of this plane so you've got to be within four games the ninth seed gets um, a chance, but the eighth seed still has that advantage of only having to win one. Yeah, I do like it. I'm still sort of getting my head around it, um, but it sort of doesn't completely shut the door for these teams who have just, I don't know, just failed to make make Knocking the, on the door. So yeah, um, yeah. So that that I guess the end result of that will be the teams who um, make the make the top eight um, will definitely deserve to be there because of you know, had a play-in tournament to, to, I guess, decide yeah. on, you know, making the playoffs. So I'm happy with it. Are you, so here's the question I have. We had during the week a bit of talk about potential, like a World Cup, like in soccer, World Cup style of like uh, groups, group stages. Mm. Would you have preferred that as opposed to this? Um, so I think that was talking about groups of four or groups of five. Um, however many mm. groups, top two go through, like six games or whatever. Um, yeah, and whoever's the top two teams in the group go through. I'm happy with this. I yep. think I'm happy with this. It, yeah, I, I don't really like the idea, even though I know that works in, in soccer. Um, I don't like the idea of just copying another another sort of... Sport. Yeah, well, just another sort of competition. Yeah. Um, to decide who makes the playoffs. I think this is, you know, quite unique the way that they've decided to do this and I guess we'll see how it works, but you know, I think I think it'll work quite well. What's fascinating though is Portland who are currently in the ninth seed, they were the only ones to oppose this idea. So it was twenty nine really? votes to one, Portland being the only team to yeah, vote against it. That's weird. Why would this be? Uh, that's a very good question. I suppose I don't, I don't know. know. I, I'm guessing. I was going to say yeah. that um, out of those, what six or five teams that are really contending for the playoff spot, the eighth spot in the West, I was going to say that I think, and I still probably do think that Portland will probably take it. You reckon? But now I'm questioning their um, willingness to win well, they, after that. Well, Nurkic is he? Back? I think he'll be back, won't he, when this resumes, mm. and as well as Zach Collins. Yep. Um, so they've got a little bit more depth there. I'm, yeah, we'll go to that. So who are you guys backing in? So we've got this battle for eighth. 
Gonna rule out. So we'll rule out the Suns. I'd rule out this. I'd rule out Sacramento, Spurs, and the Suns. Would but you agree I know with you, that, right? I don't know if you guys would. But. I yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, I think earlier on, before we actually had the break, I had Portland as stealing that eighth spot off Memphis, and you know, I I don't still have that opinion. I think I think Portland um, have a much better team than a ninth seed would suggest. Um, and I think Memphis, as you said, they they've got a fairly tough run. Um, you know, tough run home. So I think Portland might snatch that spot. New Orleans might be knocking on the door as well. But and I think that's the sorry. I hate to yeah. interrupt, but that's the big <laughs> ticket item as to I think why they've gone this yeah. format as opposed to just sticking with the sixteen. Yeah. Um. There's been a lot of chat about they they were finding any way possible to get Zion into down to Florida. Yeah. Um. Yep. For that exposure and that potential to get in. Mm. So. Yeah. Yeah. I do. So would would you be back in the Blazers or the I'd, Pelicans? I'd be out of those two. Who I want or who I think would. Who do you think? I think Portland. You reckon? Yeah. Are you with that as well, Rose? I think Portland will take that final spot, but oh jeez, I reckon New Orleans won't be far behind. And even if um, Memphis stay in that eighth spot, I wouldn't really be mad. I'd like to see, and and I don't think they'd get past the first round. Um, there's no chance, but I'd like to see Jar. Is he in his first year? Well, that's what you got to think about too. So at the minute where the Lakers are going to wrap up the number one seed, they're five and a half games ahead of the Clippers. Yeah. So whoever gets that eighth seed is just looking for an absolute walloping, I yeah. reckon. So just quickly, have we have we all written Memphis out from having from getting that last playoff spot? No, no you will. I haven't. No. I I haven't. But the fact is, at the minute they're. Three and a half games ahead. Yeah. They've got the toughest schedule. Mm. Pelicans have the easiest. The Blazers are getting a few players yeah. back. They're going to stay within that four mark, I reckon. So there yeah. is going to be a plane in the West. You yeah. think so, yeah. Um, yeah. And like, as we said, the, the Grizzlies still have the advantage of only having to win one game as opposed to two. Mm. But I just feel like the Pelicans and the Blazers will both you have the quality to... Uh, oh, I you didn't say your pick for Portland or New Orleans. Who would you go for? I feel like uh, you're on the New Orleans I, side of I things. I think I am. I think the Blazers have uh, the experience for sure. Yeah. But just from the fact, I think the Pelicans probably wanted a bit more. And I think Zion has had a bit of time now. He's, he's, he's had a taste for the league. Yeah. And I think there's so much, not pressure, but there's so many people wanting him in to do well to succeed. I think they're mm. really going to come out firing. Yep. And they were just starting to find a bit of cohesion. Like they were, in a couple of months ago, they were dead and gone. They were down mm. with Minnesota and the Warriors. Um, so I think, they're, I think they've got a chance. Yeah, well, yeah. they have to have, have at least a you know, small chance of jumping over a few to make it into that eight. God, I'm excited though. We're fine. It's nice to actually have some dates now. Yeah. And something to look forward to because yeah. it's been so long kind of in the dark. Um, and it'll probably go by um, quick, pretty quickly. Um, well, what are we? So we're a little under two months away from, I guess, the first ball being tipped. Uh, what what are we? We're about two and a half months in since the it. conclusion, I think. Yeah. I was thinking of that. I was just, um, before the podcast started, thinking of that day when it all shut down. There was so much un- uh, uncertainty. Yeah. Some games were getting cancelled. Well, it was the Jazz and Thunder, wasn't it? Yeah, because mm. I was, I was, I was, I was on the TV work. ready to watch it and yeah. it just 
got cancelled. Uh, since there has been some additional details that have come out in regards to how um, the return to play will, I guess, take place, uh, there will be coronavirus testing every day. Um, and anyone who tests positive will have a minimum a minimum seven days in quarantine. Um, and who, like if a player does contract the virus, the league or the play will still continue. Um, a maximum of 1,600 people will be allowed on the campus, this so-called bubble. Hmm. And players and family must stay inside the bubble. Families can enter after the first round. Hmm. So there are certain, and that's reported from Sham Sharania at The Athletic, there are certain parameters and things that have to be fulfilled. Um, what, like this, was what I was wondering. So it, they've said if play continues, uh, if a player contracts a virus, should I say play will continue? Do you think even if a name like a LeBron or someone a, like a, a Giannis contracts it, everything will still go ahead the same? Um, or do you think they're going to give themselves a little bit of leeway if some of these megastars contract it? I think they'll. Treat it the same, to be yeah, honest with you. Yep. Um, yeah, they're, uh, they're a step above, or a lot of steps above than the next best players, but um, I think you have these rules in place for a reason, and it doesn't matter if your basketball ability is better than anyone else. It's a health issue, and I think they'll treat it fairly seriously, um, you know, despite who, who gets it. Hopefully no one gets it. That's the best-case scenario, but I guess time will tell. I just wanted to talk about this real quick and um, I understand that the contending teams need to have the first priority but do we think it's in any way unfair that the other teams don't really get any real playing time? So the teams Like mean? Hawks, um, uh, Golden State. Like I, mm. like I said, you need to prioritise these teams but even like a little mini tournament for these um, other teams, I thought... You think there should have been something? Uh, I think there should have been because, yeah, they're just getting a bit put behind. I kind of thought about this. I I don't think so. Mm. I think, like, for the Warriors, we've heard Steve Kerr say their season's over already. Um, so yeah. the, the thing I reckon is, like, it's decreasing exposure, like people being in contact with one another, yeah. less teams, less players involved. Um, I'm bloody forgetting about coronavirus with everything. I think that everyone else is like. Well, that's the scary part about these protests and riots, isn't mm. it? Like, there's so many people in such close proximity now that if one or two people get it, it'll just spread like wildfire again. Yeah. Yeah. I saw something. Um, we're flattening the curve here, and just yesterday in Australia, we had quite a few restrictions lifted. Yeah. Um, that being said, though, I saw a piece explaining how in some other countries, India, uh, Brazil, I think it's Pakistan as well, that the curve is not flattening. Mm. Uh, and I think Brazil had over a thousand deaths the other day. Is, yeah. So for in, in some countries, it's still increasing exponentially. But we kind of feel like we're on top of it here yeah. a little bit. Like, we know, are, yeah. yeah. But then we, yeah, we just expect it everywhere else is when that isn't the case. And exactly. To be to be um honest, I'm not even sure what's going on with in the US with that. Like, are they kind of flattening the curve? Like, not I really. No. Not really. It's still pretty well out of control, yeah. and this is only going to exacerbate it. Yeah. That's a great word. You don't hear. I don't even know what it means. But... 
It's a great word with a bad meaning behind it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in 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 end, you don't think there should have been a little play into on it? I don't little... think so. I don't think there's... The only thing Any I thought, point. and we spoke about this for these teams, I spoke about the idea of lottery odds. Yeah. Um, but in saying that, the better teams are going to win, and you don't want their odds to increase, mm, do you? You want no. the worst teams, so... Yeah. I don't think they've got anything to play for. I think it's better have some time off. The players who are injured recover, recuperate. Yeah. And yeah. Particularly with the amount of games that they've, you know, set out to play for the rest of the regular season, there's just no point for some of these teams to play. What was your idea, Lee? Did you want so what, you wanted them to play for something? Or? Well, it wasn't so much um, to play for like the playoffs or anything. Yeah. I just think that it's very valuable to actually get out there and play games against these um, other teams and learn learn their play. Oh, they even, even for six games? F- for eight six, games. Eight games. Um, yeah, just these bottom... Uh, the yeah, only but, team I think it would have benefited is the Hawks. Yeah, that's, that's what I have in Just to see how he gelled. Yeah. Um, but apart from that, who really wants to watch any more of the Pistons or the Cavs or yeah, Knicks? Not, I've had enough. True, true, <laughs> um, yeah. And it gives them a chance to rebuild. Uh, I guess a they'll be training, so that's a, that's a up. Here's a question for you: the teams who, I guess, we won't see for the rest of the season. Who do we see next year having the biggest upside or improvement? Okay, so we'll just rattle through them names really quickly. So we've got obviously the Timberwolves the... and Warriors. Yeah. Um, and then in the East we've got. Hornets, Bulls, Knicks, Pistons, Hawks, and Cavs. I think the obvious ones: Golden State, yeah, without a doubt. Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, um, Draymond uh, Green, Andrew Wiggins. Top three draft pick, most likely. Um, that's a, that's a formidable. Unless they um, trade that for an for a player, which I don't think they will. I think they'll take the player. Yep. But they're going to be. They're probably. I, I'm predicting them to be maybe top three in the West next season. I think they're going to be right up there again. You know what scares me, just quickly looking at the table? The fact that the Knicks That's are ahead of Detroit, Atlanta and Cleveland. <laughs> but but when I when I do think of that, they did have a pretty good end to the season. Yes. Yeah. They were getting a cut. And that makes me think if they get a good um, draft pick, maybe they... They've got um, some upside. They have some upside. As well, as I think Atlanta do as well. I, I don't think they'll be 14, in position 14 this time next year. Well, I think, and I think, was it not last week because our podcast was eliminated, yes. but I think the week before we spoke about the Knicks and how yeah. uh, their front office, they're looking for a new coach, Tom Thibodeau, the top, um, I guess, target there. Yeah. I think... And they've had some changes in the front office as well. I think they've got, like, they're a big market. People are always going to be drawn drawn to New York. Yeah. Um, I think they've got, like, in the next year or two, I reckon they can do some, some potential. do some damage. And they've yeah. got um, some potential in some players. Um, they're a pretty young team. Yeah, like, and well, some of their old. older contracts, yeah. like Taj Gibson, um, Wayne Ellington, names like that, they can get rid of pretty shortly. Yeah. The only issue is now they don't have a star. Yeah. RJ Barrett's pretty raw. Julius Randle, the big money man, has shown glimpses, but he's not capable of leading the team, I don't think. Dennis Smith Jr. is good on 2K, but Jesus. not yeah. too much. I think they're, if they're to improve, both RJ Barrett and Julius Randle have to take the next steps in their career. They have to progress 
Um, and they have to progress pretty quickly, I think. You don't want them to be mediocre for, you know, you know, a few years or else they'll become trade bait again. And yeah. That's we're back to where we, we started yeah. with New York, aren't we? Yeah, 100%. Um, so, so I guess in a roundabout answer, I'm looking at either the Knicks or the Hawks, obviously Golden State. Yeah. How do we feel just quickly a team? Like, I think now we've got some parameters. I want to do a bit of a recap and season grades on a few of these teams. But mm. with the Timberwolves, mm. are they are they going to be a 15th or a 14th seed next year? I, uh, we, uh, not Wigan, should I say, D-Russ... And Carl Anthony Towns as I guess the star duo there. Are yeah. they better than that? Um, look, you look at the their best players, and obviously you were mentioning D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony Towns, but then the drop off is quite enormous after that. Mm. I'm looking at who's who's their third best player. Who's their sixth Jared man? As Culver well? is oh. is very raw as well. A Kogi, I don't know. Um, I tell you what, Malik Beasley and. Wancho Hernan Gomez have been quite bright sparks yeah. since they came over from Denver. Yeah. Um, and I think from all accounts, from what I've heard and my initial thoughts on this team, I think the plan is to just be like Washington this year, just score yeah. as many points as possible and just try and outgun, outgun teams because yeah. their defense is going to be pr- pretty woeful, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. To answer your question, though, originally... Before looking at their roster, I was thinking um, they might be a chance to move up a few spots. But looking at it now, I I see them in a very similar position. Look how um, good the West year. is, though. The yeah. West, honestly, like Spurs, yeah, Phoenix, yeah, Kings, so so. But you've got the Warriors are the only team below them. Yeah, they're going to be head and shoulders above them. They're probably in the. They're no higher than I'd say tenth or eleventh. Yeah, at, at best. At best. If yeah. the Wolves are in the East, though, they would. I think they'd be probably ninth or eighth. Yeah, yeah that's fair. The East yeah. is pretty think, weak, yeah. and the fact that you've got Washington <laughs> mm. invited to this plane or this, I guess, mm. the next phase of games, um, kind of signifies how bad it is. Mm. Yeah. So. Yep. One quick question before we move on, fellas. And we spoke about the fact of, I guess, the experience and 2K sounds. How's this for an idea? And I've heard it thrown around a little bit. But we mic up the players, all the players, and let them go at it. There might have to be a warning put in at the start of of the broadcast about potential bad language. Yeah. Um, But how good would it be? Like, I know for Mm -hmm. me, I love seeing any videos where the players are mic'd up in all-star games or... Yeah. Anything like that, I reckon it'd just be awesome to like. You'd feel like you're on the court with them. Yeah, yeah I wish they did, but I, I don't know. I probably don't think they would. I'd love that though. I'd love it to happen. Don't see it happening, but I'd, I'd love, I'd, I'd love that idea. It sort of brings you into the game a bit more. Yeah. Um, and you sort of forget about the lack of, um, crowd noise, I guess, because you're too invested in what's actually happening on the court and what exactly. they're saying. If they don't have 2K noises, though, even if they're not mic'd up, I think you'd maybe be able to hear a little bit Yeah, yeah. Um, from the commentators. So when you're saying, I'm still getting my head around this 2K noises bit. when like you're 2K saying 2K crowd. They're having the 2K crowd. Well, but I think that's going to be, like, it's not going to be disgusting. in the arena, is it? It's going to be more so for viewers at yeah. home. Just okay, okay. Um, yeah, I, once again, I hope but, they don't. I don't. I hope they don't do it after sort of hearing about that. Yeah, that's that sounds pretty ordinary. 
a little bit different, isn't it? And the only thing, I guess, with this whole bubble that is now nullified, really, is the home court advantage. Mm. Who do you think that hurts the most? Uh, so, home court advantage. Uh, I re- like, at the minute, I think it's Denver. Yeah. Um, where they are based with that altitude. Yeah. Um, I think, and that's a big advantage for them, people coming into into Denver, having to adjust. Mm. Um, that is a big advantage for them. So I think by that being now nullified, they're probably the team that's impacted mm. the most. Yeah, Toronto um, maybe. But I have a quick question now. You go, Ro. You, you say who you think, though. Uh, look, I think it's probably going to have a, an impact on all of the teams. It's going to feel strange not having that home court advantage. You, if, if you're an NBA team and you're playing at home, you feel like you have that... Um, you know that whole other level of you got another man on the, on the court, don't you? Really, that, isn't it? So I don't think it's gonna, it's gonna, um, you know, disadvantage one team more more than the next. But though, it, probably the bigger market teams, to be honest, because they seem to get a lot of fans at yep. their games. So wouldn't be surprised if the sort of Lakers feel feel the effect, yeah. um, and even like Boston. I think Toronto just because they're in a, another country, they're in Canada. Yeah. But um, I just wanted to ask. I'm pretty sure this is the case, but um, because in the East, Milwaukee, Toronto, and Boston, and in the West, the Lakers have already clenched that playoff spot. That's still the case, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, in terms of the table at the minute or the standings, nothing will change okay. when the season resumes. Um, and we just pick up from where we left off. So is that? Yeah. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll probably, just before uh, the season restarts, we'll do another quick recap and let everyone know how it's actually going to work just before the season starts. But we wanted to do this today just because I know... It's fresh. Like, it's fresh. Um, a lot of people would have heard about it, and we're all just buzzing. So yeah. it's the first kind of really, really good bit of news we've had in a while in regards of returning to play. Um, do you fellas have anything else you want to add before we... Don't think so. No, I guess over the next few weeks we'll find out more info. Exactly. We'll, you know, we'll talk about when that comes out, but we can only really talk about what we know at the moment. That's um, it. Yeah. So make sure to stay up to date with our socials, uh, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube and TikTok. We will be keeping you updated with all the, I guess, latest and breaking news when it comes to fruition. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Let's move ahead to Entertainment Weekly, fellas. Okay. Uh, this week, I believe I have the TV show. I have the movie. <laughs> and I have the song. So last week, we did do it, but we've just kind of continued on, haven't we, as if it did ha- happen? Yeah, correct. Um, you guys missed a treat. Nevertheless, that's neither here nor there. We press <laughs> on with this week. Um, as I said, I've got the TV show. Yep. Now, I've gone for one that's a little bit different. A little go. bit different. And I think... I. D- I think you both may have seen it or watched it in the past. Yeah. I've gone with Survivor. Oh, we, I know this one. is your favourite, isn't it? An absolute favourite of mine. Uh, it is on my bucket list. It is an absolute dream of mine to one day be on Survivor. Let's go to Tribal Council. Exactly. I feel like... <laughs> Meet Jeff Probst. Or... Jeff Probst or uh, Jonathan yeah. Paglia yeah. in the Australian with version. With his hairy arms, yeah. Yeah, he's, he feels like a tank, that guy. Yeah, he's in he good is. shape. Um as well as exposure for the Daily Dribble. Imagine that. So Jeez. the tribal and plug in the dribble. Every interview. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> By the way, guys. <laughs> I should have done that. Actually, I got a little spotlight on TV the other week, didn't I? You for, did. Uh, at my work. I should have plugged it. Oh, you should have. Should have plugged the dribble. Should have. 
You started your own cameo account, didn't you, following that? <laughs> Big bucks as well. I had well, to pay making... 30 bucks to get a 20-second shout-out. What's going on there? Money talks, doesn't it? <laughs> but um, with Survivor, so I highly recommend um, anyone who hasn't seen it. We've got the American version or the Australian version. Um, for anyone who hasn't seen it, there's normally 20, 20 people put in an island. Uh, two tribes, and it's how it works is there's challenges, things like that. If your team loses a challenge... Um, you've got to vote someone off. Yeah. And so it's really an incredible game of not only physical, I guess, dominance, but also strategic gameplay, making alliances, backstabbing people. Yeah. Um, all just, it really is just a roller coaster of a ride. Mm. Um, and some of the most entertaining, I guess, moments on TV are in these tribal councils mm. where you do vote off a, a teammate and just seeing how people how people can switch at the drop of a hat. Mm. Um, there's also, you know, hidden immunity idols that grant you immunity from being kicked off. Yeah. Uh, things like that. It really is an incredible show, plus a half a million. Well, in Australia, it's half a million. It's a lot. In the US, a million dollar prize at the end. Mm. Have you guys... Are you, yeah, are I, you both familiar I watched, with it? I watched it last year, at least, the second half, at least. I'm a pretty big fan. I've got two questions for you. Yeah, mate. What's your preference, the US or the Australian Survivor, and why? Um, initially, when the like I, the Australian one came out, I was I just couldn't wrap my head around it because yep. for me, Survivors like I've watched it. I couldn't tell you how many years, how mm. many seasons, but Jeff Probst mm. is such a main. becomes part of the furniture, doesn't he? He is what makes the the US version for me is iconic. Um, but since I think we're in, we've done a couple of seasons of the Australian one now, and um, yeah, I love it. I think mm. I haven't Jono, even seen the American one, haven't you? Oh, it's I, I it's, like high, it's high one, class. Though. It's good. It is. It is. And uh, but I think the Australian, like the, I couldn't wrap my head around the Australian one. It just it felt so foreign. Mm, but yeah. I'm uh, really on board with it now. I just want to ask you one quick last question about this. Yeah, mate. I know you want to audition for Survivor. If you made it onto Survivor, what would be your strategy? I've always wondered what you'd go into Survivor okay. with. Here we well, here we go. Just quickly before I answer that, yep. for anyone who does want to apply, <laughs> the, the goddamn application process takes... I like, thought you were going to give them yeah, the URL or something. <laughs> give that too, but it takes like four, five, six hours. Yeah, you geez. need like You have to write like mm. essays for like some of the questions... How do you feel about monogamous relationships? <laughs> oh, what are your geez, religious... Geez, pre- all okay. this, it's really an incredible process. Um, yep. Back to the question, though. Yep. I think my strategy... Blindside, everyone. <laughs> I, d- I don't want to give it away. There might be some potential players This is your listening. audition right now. Um, I think I'd go in, I'd try and be dominant enough at challenges that like they could see the value in keeping me. Yep. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't want to just... Not that I would, but wouldn't want to crush everything so I look like too much of a threat. Yeah. Um, I would try and build really strong relationships with people. And I, if I went on now, I'd try and use my youth to an advantage. Mm. Like, oh, the poor little guy. Yeah. yeah. 21, he's, yeah. you know, use that as an advantage. Um, but I think I would have, at the right moments, I would be ruthless enough to chop people when needed. Yep. Not there to make yeah. friends. Um, no. no. There to win money. That we, guy. We, that guy last year. His game plan was phenomenal. David was it? Who yeah, won? David, the male model. Yeah, mm. big he fan was, of David. He was good. I liked him. I was happy with him winning. Big. Sh- uh, actually, some of the proudest moments I've had in the last year or two have been. I've had a couple of people from Survivor. You know, like my 
Ooh. personal Instagram oh, post. Oh, uh, Lee Castledine, Castledine. He was on season one. He was also in the All Stars one last year with Dave. Oh, yeah, he I made it remember. right towards the end there. Yep, household um, Rob, <laughs> Rob Skibicki. No, no, huge players of the game. So uh, yeah, good on. But uh, yeah, Survivor, love it. Get onto it. I want to see all of us apply this year. I wanted to apply for. (laughs) So just imagine Lee in the jungle at the minute. We're looking at Lee. He's got the beanie on. He's got the rings (laughs) and chains on. Imagine him in the jungle at the minute. I wanted to apply for Big Brother, but you should. No, it's already been already started. Maybe next Next year. And I don't think they let nineteen-year-olds in. Oh, they do. They do. Yeah, mate. Okay, I've got um, the movie this week. It's a movie on Netflix. Um, I don't know if you have seen it. Probably not. It's called Train to Busan. No one's seen it? No. Um, I'm, always, I'm always curious to see which route you go with your movies. Train okay, to Busan, this, yeah. Well, I've gone a different route, a uh, surprising route. It's actually a Korean film. Korean horror thriller zombie film. You love these. And I know when people... And I know like people like you, Nick, and pretty much everyone, when they hear Korean film, they, they pretty much zone out. They switch off just because it's not usually what they watch. Mm. Um, but honestly, some of the best films I've ever watched have been in a different language. Parasite was Korean, wasn't it? Parasite was Korean. Um, that, that movie, that... First They Killed My Father, that was... What was that one you watched? The Platform? Oh yeah, that was yeah. that was another language. Yeah. Um, but honestly, they're quite refreshing. These non-English films—it's hard to explain, but you'll know mm. what I mean. So it's um, based. So it's a zombie kind of apocalypse-based. Well, it it does. It is. It is a zombie film. It follows a group of passengers um, fighting their way through a viral outbreak while trapped on a zombie-filled bullet train to a place called uh, Busan, which um, may or may not. Um, have the capability to hold off the hordes. Um, oh, that's um, a good little tease there. I'll, I'll let like you. It. I'll let you watch to the side. But um, I know. Um, I I think at least it's pretty hard to make a good zombie movie. Mm. I'd say probably one in ten zombie movies. Favorite one. Favorite zombie movie. Probably this. I think this. Do you is, like World War Z? I did like World War Brad Z, Pitt? but I think this is better. Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead. Zombieland. No, Zombieland's oh, good as well. Yeah. Um, the thing with this one, it defies the norms of most zombie movies. Like in World War Z, you have Brad Pitt as a bad- badass character mm. killing all of the zombies. But this guy, the main guy in this movie, is pretty much a normal working guy just trying to get yeah. his daughter um, out of the train and out of out of out of harm's way. It's not the rock jumping from skyscraper to skyscraper and it's a bit more relatable, which yeah. I can sort and, of understand. And it isn't just filled with action too. It's more filled with emotion probably more than action. So it does have a like a pretty like the ca- characters are quite compelling, I guess. Yeah, like you really just... care for them and it touches on some um, very um, sensitive topics. How long does it go for? About two hours. Yeah, and I know we don't um, really like Rotten Tomatoes. We don't yeah. like them when they give bad reviews to good <laughs> no, movies. Yeah, pretty, so pretty most of the time. Yeah. But this time they give it a 94%. Wow. It's a is good it film. New? Is it a 2016 new or 18 or something. But Found on Netflix. Found on Netflix, Train to Busan. Beautiful. I like that. Might have to give it a watch. Row No Pressure. The song always probably carries the most weight to it, doesn't yeah. it? It's the so. most risky. It does, but I think you'll like it. Um, what do you got for us? It's called, and it's a much older song, but I think you'll like it still. It's called Step Into a World, Rapture's Delight, and it's by KRS1. Sorry, um, It was featured, I heard it for the first time um, in the Last Dance documentary. Oh. Um, 
and I really enjoyed it as soon as I heard it. Um, we'll play it and you can hear for yourself. Just give it a bit of time because it it grows into something else. Yeah, right. Okay, as we fade it up. Pretty opening. Pretty weird opening. Dirty drop. How's the beat? Pretty head bopping. Yeah, I do remember that, it. Oh. Just that chick underneath harmony. And then the, here comes the rapping. I thought we'd continue <laughs> to play it for, for just a oh. moment just so you can experience at least a minute of... As we fade it down slowly, what do we think? Definitely a West Side vibe with the rapping. Took me on a bit of a roller coaster, yeah. really, didn't it? An emotional, spiritual, physical, just. I feel like I've been liberated. When what bit was that on? I yeah, can't what, remember. What, uh, I, it was, I think it was on one of the. Um, I know they were doing heaps of. Heaps of uh, I th- actually, I think it was on a bit of a. Um, a bit of a montage. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. I can't. I don't think it was any particular bit, but it was just MJ lighting it up and that playing in the background. Um, I risk- the only thing I wish with it, when the beat started to pick up a little bit and I was head bopping, that chick kind of pissed off. Yeah, or just quietened the, down. The undertone, like, down. she was kind of just in the way a little bit there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was kind of eerie, yeah. wasn't it? It was. But I liked it. I liked it. It was catchy. Um, yeah, it is. So who, who's that one by? So that's by KRS-One. And the song's called... Uh, the song's called... There's... Step... Uh, so, <laughs> sorry. It's called Step Into a World... Um, Raptors delight. So excellent. Well, there we have it. Yeah, I had my TV show as Survivor. I had my movie as Train to Busan. And you just heard my song, so I don't need to repeat it. <laughs> Another classic edition of Entertainment Weekly, fellas. How'd it feel to be back? Like we, as we said, we did record one last week. Well, hopefully this one doesn't. I was about out. to say, if you're hearing this now, then we haven't been, we haven't re- lost all our data, which is. Which is great. No, that is a positive. Um, everyone out there, guys, we're going to have... We've got some new things coming in the coming weeks. We're going to have probably another mailbag episode in the next couple of weeks. So just make sure to start getting those questions in now. Um, as well as continuing to stay up to date with our socials, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube and TikTok. Continue to leave those five-star rating reviews. And uh, yeah, we'll keep bringing you guys all the latest news. Perfect. Tell us, how do we feel about today? Uh, good? good so far. We'll wait until the upload process to see how it ends, but Absolutely. it's going good so far. Excellent. Good one. See you later, guys. <laughs> no, no. Signing out. <laughs> Come on, do it like Starting out, Liam. (laughs) 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 Yeah, radio guys. Catch you later. Guys, take it easy. Look after one another, and we'll talk to you next week. Love you, bye. Shout out to Daily Chip. That was true. You gon' have to go ahead and see what they know. That was all the time. It ain't no romance if he knows. We gon' make it drop, drop, drop. Time.